0: You're listening to ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now, here's our host, Zach Finney.
1: Hello, I'm your host, Zach Finney. Thank you for joining us at ClearTrack HR Podcast. We are excited today. We got a special guest. Please welcome Morelis Fernandez. She's on the line with me. How's it going, hey everyone. Relo?
0: Good, good. Hola, how are you?
1: <laughs> Doing good. Uh the Olaf fits right into the theme. Today we're going to be talking about some of the challenges faced by Spanish speakers without having translated material. And then look at when organizations should invest in translations and share why we chose to translate our own dependent eligibility service service clarify into a Spanish option. And just to give you a little bit of background on Morella, she's one of our ClearTrack HR's talented bilingual benefit counselor. She's a lot more than that. She's multi-talented. She's funny. She's Cuban. She scares me sometimes when she gets mad. But Morella, thank you so much for joining us.
0: No, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: And Morella, as you know, we are not in the podcast game at ClearTrack HR. This is brand new for us. And this is one of our earlier episodes. So just to kick it off, how do you say let's not mess this up in Spanish?
0: Vamos a no arruinar esto.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Morales. again, it's good to have you on the show. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about
0: yourself? Sure, sure. So I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. And I lived there for about 30-some years. I am second-generation Cuban. My parents both came to the U.S. when they were small kids. So they got married here, had us, and then I grew up, graduated from Florida International University, got my bachelor's degree in psychology, and now I'm married and have a 10-year-old and boy-girl, eight-year-old twins. I currently am a senior client services rep and a bilingual licensed benefit counselor. Currently holding my license in over 20 states here in the U.S., and I've been with ClearTrack HR for almost three years now. I've worked with large and small clients all over the U.S., done over a thousand enrollments in both English and Spanish. We also assist HR departments with managing their employee benefits and their questions. We run dependent audits to assist clients with managing their overhead benefit costs as well.
1: That, that's great, and I heard you right. Right, you have a 10-year-old and a boy
0: and girl eight-year-old twins is that correct yep it's non-stop up in here it's wwe 24 hours a day
1: uh, i mean as you know i got an 11 year old and a one-year-old and both times with their baby i was thinking how in the world does somebody have twins i don't see how you pull it off i'd have to sell one on craigslist i think it would be <laughs> I right, so you're a saint for that but back to the subject at hand. I, I, so, as you know, like one of the reasons for this show is to share why translating HR documents to Spanish is so important for companies, really with the blended workforce. And I'm excited to hear kind of your behind the scenes insights as someone who works firsthand with Spanish speaking employees. Would you mind sharing, like, why you first got into bilingual benefits counseling?
0: Sure, so honestly, it fell into my lap. I do have a background in customer service. I love working with the public. And as you already know, I talk way too much, but I do like to help people feel comfortable. So the Spanish part came naturally. I had an ability and a talent that I didn't realize was so needed in the area of HR and benefits. My first enrollment ever in Spanish, I'll never forget, the guy was so grateful that he could finally have someone explain things to him in a way he had never been able to comprehend. He thanked me and thanked me and thanked me for assisting him. He ended up getting a lot more than he even knew was available to him. That was it for me. I knew I was in the right place, and I knew that this was a commodity that he needed in the insurance world.
1: Absolutely. And and I, I guess we probably should start with this. Marisa, can you describe what you do for, li- for the listeners out there? what a bilingual benefit counselor does?
0: Sure. So, on top of constantly educating yourself and learning new things in the insurance world, we like to refer to ourselves, as as you mentioned, Zach, as a benefits counselor, not an insurance agent, meaning that we help the employees understand their benefits and make the best choice for their situation. I'm not commissioned, meaning I'm not getting paid on a per sale basis, I'm here to educate and assist employees and clients with understanding and making the most out of their benefits for themselves and their families. We have a client services department, it's a call center, and anything that is needed by the employees, we can do that in Spanish as well. And they get to understand it live without having to research or guess or get other people involved. And then we also translate documents for open enrollment, prompts for each client, and we do our instructions for the dependent audit forms as well.
1: And and what is the typical bilingual benefits counseling session like? Are there any trends or frequently asked questions that you see a lot of?
0: So it's like any other enrollment. It's an introduction, a full and complete review of benefits. It's instructions on next steps, it's a Q&A where they're open to ask and about their uncertainties. Most of the Spanish-speaking community here in the States have come from a different country and their primary language is not English. So when everything is in English, they tend to give up really easily or just barely do the minimum. They are intimidated to ask questions or make decisions because they're still learning the language. The most common question I get is, if I do need help, how do I reach out to you? You've helped me so much. Because they know they can communicate with me openly and eliminate that miscommunication, the doubt, or having to involve a third party.
1: And, Marilas, as someone who works one-on-one with Spanish-speaking employees, what are some of the common challenges these employees face?
0: So, the miscommunication is key. Some rather avoid their enrollment than actually sit down and try to translate it. Or they only get their bare necessities like the medical, not even knowing that there's a plethora of other offerings that their company is paying for or even helping them with. They tend to depend on their family members that may understand a little bit more English and it becomes a daunting task for them. The most common thread I've seen, when you can speak someone's language, they tend to be a lot more comfortable you can relate to them on a different level. It's no longer an unnerving task or robotic call. It's two people nonchalantly chatting about options for their future and their family's well-being.
1: You know, that's interesting you say that. So what you're saying is for companies that really don't give that translation option to their Spanish-speaking employees, those employees are likely to miss out on benefits they're entitled to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So they do, they miss out on a lot that they are offered. The majority might be English speakers, but I have found that a small community with Spanish speakers, even if it's a small community, that does affect them. And they're really trying their best just to get by and are not really understanding what's being offered to them. There's always fine print, there's regulations, there's waiting periods and exclusions, and all these are things that need to be communicated to every single employee. The better they understand the benefits, the more it is beneficial for the company as a whole. And do you have any advice for our listeners who
1: may have a blended workforce, but limited time and resource to actually translate these HR documents?
0: Yeah, definitely make the time. I mean, you can hire someone to translate. You can use a translating platform if that's what's the only thing you have available. It is crucial to the bottom line. If your employees are unhappy or disappointed or not taking full advantage of what's offered to them, it will eventually trickle down and it makes a difference on overhead costs for the company.
1: And I'm sure a lot of the listeners are wondering, is there a quick and easy way to get these items translated over?
0: These are one of those you get what you pay for situations. Free tools are not going to be as accurate or reliable as a paid service. You may be able to use a free or cheaper option with minimal disruption, but depending on your industry, it may be worth to invest in a top-tier translation service or a human translator. Spanish, like all languages, has a formal and professional way of speaking, and it also has an informal way. The informal way is where miscommunication happens. It's important to be accurate and professional when you're communicating human resources and benefits to someone, so definitely be cautious towards which methods you're using to translate. Absolutely. For instance, if you're in construction, you may encounter a greater risk if your safety
1: instructions aren't quickly and easily comprehensible by your entire workforce.
0: That's right. And healthcare workers and anyone responsible for sensitive data should have clearly translated policies.
1: Oh, you're right about that. But what if, if your organization can use a cheaper option? Is there ones that you've had success with or can recommend?
0: I've seen people use Alta. I've seen people use APEX and also the ASTA, ASTA. But Google Translate, some people use friends or relatives. Um, it's really, those are the cheaper options. But when it boils down to it, I mean, it it is worth spending a little bit more and investing in it.
1: Right. And let's shift the conversation a little bit uh, and talk about kind of our personal experience with Spanish translation as it relates to ClearTrack. We have a dependent eligibility audit platform, a very robust platform that makes um, the user experience very easy for dependent audits to happen. But we've noticed that a lot of the heavily Spanish populations, those companies just did not think dependent audits could even happen. Right. And so we thought it was imperative that we have a full Spanish option on our system where you can just click a button and the whole site becomes Spanish. Every automated communication becomes Spanish. And Morelis, have you had a lot of feedback from that from employees?
0: Yeah, so absolutely. So they've been so appreciative that they don't have to, again, guess at what something means. They can just jump into the app, they can click around, and it's it's seamless for them. There's no hindrance when it comes to them getting their information in and doing what they need to do on these devices.
1: Right, and like you said, before we chose Spanish because over 41 million people speak it, and around 17% of the people in the workforce are actually Spanish speakers. So we knew we can most likely have Spanish-speaking employees using our platform.
0: Absolutely, and right after we launched Clearify, we were already seeing the need for Spanish translation early on. I mean, a few months in, I was already getting calls for bilingual support.
1: Right, and that's a great point. We're definitely seeing a need after the launch of this, you know, new enhancement to our system. And even though it was a small need when we first started, we knew that to scale, we would have to provide the additional support for Spanish speakers. And that's not just on our dependent audit platform. Just like you, Morales, I mean, you're working for multiple clients helping them, those employees call in, work them through the start to finish to an enrollment. Okay. And just the need for that comfort level Spanish speaking representative to help them through this process, in my opinion, is it's it's just you can't put a price on it. It's, invaluable. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, our mission with our Clarify platform is to make it quick and easy for employees to verify dependence, but we can't do that if we're perpetuating confusion by allowing language gaps from barriers. I mean, Reynolds, can you talk a little bit about what the translated version is like?
0: Sure, sure. So, the app will automatically change to Spanish if your phone settings are set to Spanish. On the web app, you can toggle between English and Spanish. So if you log in and it's set to English, you can always just switch it over to Spanish. If the Spanish is selected from the mobile or web app, everything is automatically translated for you from start to finish.
1: That's awesome. And as as part of our dependent audit service, we also provide employee communications like standard mail, email templates, phone blasts. And we choose to translate those as well to provide just a seamless experience for Spanish speaking employees from start to finish. Now, Morelos, it looks like that's about all the time we have. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome to be here. And before you leave, do you have any last advice or suggestions for HR professionals considering Spanish translations for their workforce?
0: Definitely do it. Go for it. Even if you only have a few Spanish speakers, a handful of Spanish speakers or don't feel like you have the time or the money even using a cheap or free solution is still better than nothing at all these people want to understand it's so frustrating for them to the these spanish speakers to not be able to comprehend the information that's already semi complicated like hr documentation if it's not in their native language they're not going to be able to understand it it just adds extra layers of confusion when it's actually very feasible to create translated documents and help them out
1: Right, and Marilis, I know you know this, but our, our listeners don't. My wife is Cuban. If after we're done recording this podcast, if you can just email me over any Spanish sayings that I can use when she's mad at me.
0: <laughs> you oh. just you don't want any recipes, just sayings. Are you sure? I, I th- I,
1: I'll take any help I can get at this point. I
0: think. <laughs> Absolutely, Zach. No problem.
1: That's all the time we have. Thank you, Morales. We hope those of you listening got some value out of this episode. I know I had a good time, Morales. I hope you had a good time. Remember to check out our show notes at cleartrackhr.com forward slash podcast. It'll have show highlights, links, to resources, and a full transcript you can download. With that, you've reached the end to another episode of the Cleartrack HR podcast with your host, Zach Finney, Morales Fernandez. Thank you so much. I hope you'll join us again next time. Thanks.